Workday.com. WGC Workday Championship at concession. That is a mouthful, but we are here. We are ready. We are not in Mexico as we normally are, Tim. Uh, new course, different type of field. I'm pretty excited, actually. I, I never mind uh, changing it up during the PGA Tour season. Big fan of the Florida swing, big fan of golf starting at like six in the morning or whatever time. I don't like wait. I don't like waiting for the golf to start. I want to wake up. I want there to be golf happening. And so that this is why I, I, you know, California, it's a little, it's a little too much for me having to wait till 10, 11 o'clock. I like it starting bright and early. I tinker too much with my lineups. Uh, It's a bad, bad thing. We get quick, quick death right off the uh, first tee. Florida swings, the best swing. But before we get into it, we're going to talk a little Genesis. We're certainly, of course, going to talk plenty of Workday. But I never say this on the show. I am today. We are not sponsorless. We are the opposite of sponsorless. We have a sponsor. It's Monkey Knife Bite, who is sponsoring their, this show. Their player prop-based contest, easy to play, don't require a huge time commitment like some of these other DFS sites. So if you play PGA, NBA, UFC, esports, soccer, uh, monkey knife fight has it you can get started go to monkeyknifefight.com. choose which game you want to play your contest type buy in range all that stuff and you can use the promo code awesome you get an instant first match deposit up to 50 dollars. sign up today tim did you watch the genesis the end of it in particular glued to the television I- every shot that was hit i observed in hopes that it made me a better DFS analyst because people didn't like that I didn't watch Pebble Beach. So I watched every shot and I think it made me more prepared for this week for sure. It took years off my life because I I watched as well as a Max Homa backer. Uh, I did get there. Fantastic. Just I I don't know why because I'm a pretty pessimistic person. I truly didn't consider that he could miss on 18. It didn't even go through my mind. That was, yeah, you, you don't see that short of a miss to uh, win the tournament very often. And then to bounce back and actually win, uh, good for him. Poor Tony, the guy just cannot get over the line. Um, but but in my opinion, you know, I think maybe a few years ago, I would have said, oh, this guy can't win, blah, blah, blah. To me, I, I've really changed my tune. And I think just getting in the mix so many times, especially in really good events, I, I, he's going to win a lot of tournaments. Um, so I'm viewing it as a plus rather than uh, a minus. Um, the guys, yeah, it, it's just a little bit of variance. I thought about the same thing when, remember when Paul Casey yep. was always contending and we're like, he's never going to win. He's terrible. He's a choker. And then it's like, oh, he won Valspar back to back. He won on the European tour. Getting in contention in great events, either the wins are going to come. No, no doubt about it. I mean, it sounds stupid, but these guys don't win until they win, and then they start winning. Like it. it the other thing, I'm just going to say this, and then we can move on. There's a big difference between having the lead in all these spots and shooting 75 on Sunday and giving it away, and it's just like, what is this guy doing? He obviously can't handle it. People wouldn't be – if Tony Finau just shot 70 on Sunday, he wouldn't have come close, and this narrative wouldn't be pushed as much. That doesn't make any sense. He got himself into contention with an insanely good round, uh, and then he lost. Like, I, I, that's a positive any way you look at it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even mention the fact that he played great on Sunday on top of all of that. Um, so, yeah, we're – 
we're, we're, we're Finau fans. No doubt. What do you make before we move on? And it obviously is going to bleed over to this week. Rory, Justin Thomas, Bryson. Uh, I don't know if Hideki missed the cut, but he's irrelevant anyway. There he were did, some, yes. He did, okay. So there, there were some big names not playing the weekend at an 120-man tournament. I mean, large story, no deal, big deal, little deal. I think it's almost no deal as we've seen this year. Uh, guys like Brooks, Berger. Uh, I think there was one other the week before that. A guy's bouncing back from missed cuts to win the event. Um, so, yeah, I really don't. I mean, it, it varies from player to player because they didn't all come in with the same form, the same stats. I think some guys like Hideki may be more concerning because we're seeing like a buildup of four play. Uh but Rory has played well. One missed cut doesn't really bother me at all. So, yeah, I mean, I think it varies from player to player, and we can talk about that as we get into these guys. But generally, one missed cut uh, is not a big deal for me at all. No. Especially we're moving a completely different venue, completely different style, of course, putting surface, et cetera. A lot of changes this week. So, yeah, not not bothered at all by most of these missed cuts. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it. Reed, Brooks. All uh, Berger, all these guys miscut, turn around and win. Um, certainly, these guys are going to be there. Let's talk concession. We've not seen this course ever. It was, uh, you know, the 2015 NCAs were there. Bryson wanted. I think that's overblown. Obviously, what what I've seen, it's typical Florida. There's a lot of water and there's a lot of bunkers. Yeah, uh, 7400 yard par 72. Nicholas design. Uh, what did he design? Muirfield, where they hold uh, the Memorial, and PGA National, where they hold Honda. Um, yeah, like you said, typical Florida course, a lot of water. Um, to me, it was kind of like sawgrass, but a little more treeline, a little Valspari, like the pines, the banyans. I mean, some of the fairways are fairly treelined, um, runoffs, undulations on the green, but I don't know. I, I hate to speculate too much on courses that we haven't seen before. Uh, I think it can be really dangerous. I think it can be really difficult to pick out what attributes are important at a course that we've never really seen before. So I don't go down that road. There's nothing that I saw or have read that would lead me to believe that we need to like nuke certain players from the player pool uh, based on their talents, especially at a WGC where it's all the best players in the world and the, all these guys can play well at any type of course. So yeah, I, as far as course fit goes, I mean, I'm, I'm playing it like middle of the road. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. Any Florida course, you need to be somewhat accurate because there's just water all over the place. I do think it could be slightly misleading that this Bryson situation where it's like, oh, he won in 2015. So you want to bomb it. Like, no, not at all. Bryson A was playing against college kids and he's clearly very good. And B, he wasn't like that. People forget that he transformed his game. So I think it would be misleading to take that and say, this is a Cameron champ course, uh, just based off that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I, and I do, and if you think about all the Florida courses, uh, none of them are really bombs away. Honda, definitely not. Valspar, not. Uh, uh, TPC Sawgrass, definitely not. Um, Bay Hill, more middle of the road. I mean, if you think about the two Nicholas courses, Honda, which we just talked about, and Muirfield, that's middle of the road. I mean, definitely. So nothing about any of the Florida courses or the Nicholas courses to me would say uh, bombs away. No, I I agree. Obviously like most places, I want someone who's a good ball striker. I do think I'm going to hit on this a lot. Doesn't mean you automatically become a good putter, but if a guy's been struggling, 
a flip to Bermuda can only help in my eyes. Like I, I think that's a, a real thing. This is a different type of golf. Uh, we're, we're going to Florida. So let's get into it. Chat. We're going to dive in. I see all the regulars, Scott, my man, many others in here. Uh, if you guys could hit the like button, it's always appreciated. Some good people uh, stopping in on Tuesdays. We got two 11 K and we got four 10 K bright Bryson, Dustin and Rom lead us off 11, six, 11, one. Then you've got Xander, JT, Rory and Cantlay. Obviously you mentioned this is a WGC. It's a 72 man non-cut. All the big boys are here. The floor is yours. I mean, I don't have a, t- of course, could you play, you could play all six of them. Uh, where do you look when you, when you see all these names though? Yeah, this feels like the first big tournament we've had in a long time where there maybe is a little bit of separation from these guys. And I know, um, you know, we're only talking about one missed cut, um, but, you know, there is, I guess, some talking points, at least out of the top six, rather than just like play whoever you want. Um, For me, I I think it's Rom. I mean, you can play anybody. DJ played well at Riviera eighth, but Rom, we're coming off of three really, really good ball striking performances. He was fifth at Riviera, gained seven strokes, 13th at Waste Management, gained 7.6 strokes, seventh Farmers, gained five strokes. Um, yeah, I put him right there with DJ right now. You're just getting a $500 uh, uh, price uh, decrease and probably lower ownership than DJ. I think people are still going to want to play DJ being that he finished eighth. He's been on this incredible run. I I like Rom at at $500 cheaper than DJ. Um, You know, me and you not big Xander guys wouldn't mind going back to JT or Rory coming off the miscut. But honestly, Cantlay is, is playing really well. And I know at 10 K we're not used to lumping him in there with the big dogs, DJ, JT, Rory. But, I mean, he deserves to be there. Uh, three really good finishes in a row, 15th, 3rd, 2nd. Ball striking has been phenomenal in all three. I, I, I don't mind him, but I think Rom is my favorite at the top this week. So, yeah, I mean, Rom, I, I always kind of lean towards in a lot of situations. He's so stable, so good with the ball striking. Putter's been quiet. He's one of those guys that I think, you know, maybe the switch can only really help him. doesn't have a huge track record uh, that I'm looking at, actually, at all, really, in Florida. He's played the players, of course. Don't see any Honda. Don't see any API. So that's kind of interesting. I I wanted to ask you this before I give my Rory spiel. Do you worry – not worry is not the right word. Do you think guys like Xander and Cantlay in particular get a slight bump down – in the sense that part of their appeal is they are so stable and they make so many cuts. We don't care about that here. This is just everyone gets 72 holes and Rory could start with a 75, but then he shoots 64, 64 on the weekend when he wouldn't have even been there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point. I think that consistent players do lose some value in a no cut event. Um, it, a little bit less, though, for me, for the top guys, because they're not guys that we would expect to miss the cut anyway. I think as you get farther down the pricing, um, you know, Matt Kuchar is dust, but just for the sake of argument, like a Kuchar type, you know, at, at lower at a lower price, I think he loses a lot of value in a format like this. Up top, still, yeah, I would downgrade him slightly, but these aren't guys that we would um, – think would be missing the cut anyway so maybe a slight downgrade I I see where you're coming from and yeah it is a good point to bring up so for me uh I'm gonna go to Rory I love the price he was terrible there's no reason uh for me to think that that was anything but an outlier he lost four strokes putting 
the rest of the game was not in great shape, but he quietly, I mean, listen, he's one of the best players in the world, but he really, really likes Florida. He's dominated API. He has a win there. He's won at Honda. He won the players uh, in 2019. I don't know. I, I really think that Rory really responds to this. He's a Bermuda guy. Seems like this is the his type of layout, and he's been quiet. I'm going to go to him. I want to ask you about JT, though. JT lost in all four categories for the first time since 2016. Uh, I'm not overly concerned about him either, but what do you make? You've always had a pretty good feel with him. You like to start with him a lot. Do you think people will go right back, or is he going to get squeezed because clearly he did not look right last week? Yeah, I don't think people are going to go there just because there's so many options at the top. Everyone looks really good. He's the guy that you could probably poke the most holes in. The ball striking was bad, minus 1.6. The putting was atrocious, minus 5.8. This is only in two rounds. Um, And, yeah, I mean, he was 13th at waste management and struck it well, but he missed the cut on the European tour a couple weeks prior to that, coming off the little controversy that he's been embroiled in. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, like we said, these guys are all elite. They can all flip the switch the move to Florida uh, can kind of only help a guy that may be struggling um, and JT, you know, won the Honda. Um, but yeah, he's the guy that I guess you could poke the most holes in. I think he'll probably be the lowest owned of the top. Would I be surprised if he played great? Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, last week was concerning in general. It's the, the last three weeks have been concerning. I know there's a 13th at waste management mixed in there, um, but yeah, not, not playing great for this kind of three event stretch. No. Yeah. So for me, Rory, Rom, Cantlay, uh, if I had to pick three of the six. Yeah, it would probably be Rom, DJ, Cantlay. Yeah. I, I see. I, I say let's not worry about the miscuts, and then I automatically just avoid the two guys coming off the miscuts. Yeah. I JT, to me, if there's – I mean, I'm splitting hairs, but it seems like his game is a little further away. Can he turn it on 100%? Rory, I I don't know. I think coming home, he'll be ready to go. I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't play well. Let's go to the ninth, though, because, listen, WGC, you can start in the ninth. There's a lot of win equity here. Bryson, 99. Finau, 98. Ty Hatton, who is, I mean, I was stunned by this. I shouldn't be. It's fifth in the world. Uh, Ty Hatton, Brooks, Hovland, Berger, Reed, Webb, and Morikawa. Uh, I mean, big-time range, big-time players. Uh, Is there anyone that stands out? Yeah, this is a great range, and you can make some really good lineups if you start here because there's a lot of guys that I like. I'll start with Bryson. Um, You know, his career has been up and down. He's gone through stretches where he's been great. He's gone through stretches where he's been poor. And and even within those stretches of upward trends, he's had tiny little couple weeks trends. It's like he's just an extremely volatile player. I saw so many people last week like, what's wrong with Bryson? We're blacklisting Bryson. Bryson's terrible. I mean, this is just how he plays. This is just his style. And he's going to have weeks like that where he's he's not good and he looks bad. And, I, you know, I, I, I think he's just a great play at 9,900. I don't really make much. He honestly had a chance to make that cut. If he could have made a couple putts coming down the stretch. He he was, you know, right there at the cut line. The numbers weren't good. But I, I just it's just the type of player that he is. And I feel like in three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, we're going to be talking about 11, 12K Bryson being the favorite at another event because he's playing great again. I think you just kind of have to embrace the variance, take the good with the bad, 
I love him. The only thing I don't like is that he won the stupid amateur event here, which I feel like is going to bring unnecessary ownership because I really don't care about that at all. I I don't think it matters, but when you have no course history, it's just like, oh, well, Bry- Bryson loves the course. He Doc yeah. Redman. Doc Redman loves Genesis. He won the <laughs> – 90... yeah, he looked real good. Um, you know, that Bryson's a great player. He may play great. It's not because he won the 2015 NCAA. Uh, he's volatile. Even if you look at his long history, you know, he has win, and then it's a miscut, or it's a miscut and then a win. Like, there's just a lot of flipping the switch. He was just bad last week. I don't really understand. He was negative off the tee. That's as atypical as it's going to get. I, I like him. I think he's fine. Finau, of course, is playing fantastic golf i want to i know he seems overpriced but ty hatton absolutely loves bermuda he's been spectacular in florida he was the winner at api he's fourth at honda he's got another fourth at api this guy is just playing good golf he was good in the middle east can you justify paying 9500 for him i mean he deserves to be priced up here you know fifth like you said in the official world golf rankings no matter what you want to say about them i don't love him but he's just been playing great for a long time now. Uh, when he plays in the States on Bermuda, he, he does well. Sixth, 22nd, first in the Mid-East swing, which were really good, tough fields uh, for the European tour. I mean, everything lines up. It just comes back to the fact, and we have a few golfers like this, like Xander, of just like whether you're ready or want to put them in the bucket with some of these other guys like Finau, Hovland, et cetera. I, to me, I just prefer – the other guys, but I mean, you can easily justify paying this price for him. He deserves to be priced there. I just prefer uh, the other guys. Finau, I don't even know what to say. Second, 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 and fourth. I mean, right now he's probably the playing the second best golf in the world, maybe behind DJ, um, which is crazy to say. So, I mean, he'll be extremely popular, but I like Finau a ton more than Hatton. Same. Uh, I think Hatton is is interesting. I think he's certainly got a little more boom bust, but Finau, and you're talking about things like ownership are going to come into play, which gives Hatton appeal. But Finau is just, there's nothing you can turn to that's bad with him right now. Uh, I want to ask you about Hovland, who's, the guy is just unbelievable. Tita Green, I honestly think he's underrated. I don't think people realize how good, it's not just the driving. His irons are pretty good. Uh, and when you pair them with what may be the top three best driving of the ball in the world the putter is flipped his around the green game is bad he's just been good though winner at ohl starts the year tournament champions no one cares second at farmers fifth at genesis what do you make of him coming to florida not a lot of data in these type of situations for him i love him he's playing great the ball striking is phenomenal the price is very palatable at 9400 i mean he was fifth last week gained almost eight strokes ball striking uh, he was sixth on the European tour, second at Farmers, gained 7.3. Tournament of Champions, really the only time in the last three months that he hasn't played well, um, 31st. And then prior to that, uh, third at the European Tour Championship. Week before that, won Mayakoba. So, I mean, just phenomenal, phenomenal golf out of him over the last 12 weeks. The finishes are good, and the numbers behind those finishes are, are equally, if, if not more, impressive. I mean, gaining six, seven, eight strokes with the ball striking is awesome. And, and I think the price is good. I love Hovland. The bottom of the nines is, to me, probably the toughest. You've got four guys here. You've got Berger, Reed, Webb, and Morikawa. Uh, of course, these are still world-class players. 
Berger, Florida guy. Webb is really low. You know, he dominated the players. Reed and Morikawa are kind of just there. Morikawa is interesting because he's, I mean, his putting is is now legitimately some of the worst in the world. He lost eight strokes putting. Ball striking is even better than usual lately. I do think the change of surface can help. It's not going to be a quick fix, but I mean, how much worse could it get? God, you're speaking my language now when we're talking about like worst putters in the world, good ball striking. It's just like I'm getting getting hot over here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, plus 8.6 ball striking, minus 7.5 putting last week. So it's like you see T43 and you're like, that doesn't really wow you. But then you look at the stats and it's like, it depends on how much, you know, you really want to weigh putt. He was trying the new putting grip, right? Last week, was that the, the, the claw or the saw or whatever? The, put that, 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 you can nix that. He should try something it else didn't this work. week. Yeah. Um, but no, he has, he has appealed to me at, at 9K just based off the ball striking. Um, and like you said, the, the change of putting surface. I mean, he's a California guy. You would think he would have liked the Poe. Um, especially, you know, winning the PGA in California growing up out there. I, I don't know. You wouldn't think he'd be a Bermuda guy, but at 9K with the ball striking the way it is, I mean, I I don't mind him. Reed, I don't know. He, Reed's the guy that no one's going to play this week, and he'll probably be right there. I don't like him. Webb seems intriguing at 9,100, but he's gotten off to a really, really slow start. Um, you know, negative one ball striking at tournament of champions, only plus 1.7 at Sony negative ball striking at waste management. So yeah, for me, I, I like Morikawa and don't like the other guys down here. I'm in line. I, I do like, there are guys like Reed is one of them. They don't love Florida. He's a Texas guy. I do think that matters. It's not to say that they can't play well. You're just trying to you know, it's like anything you want to put the most eggs in the basket. Like it, the chances that Reed plays well, I think are, are less in this type of setup than some of the others we see on tour. He's coming off a win. He's a great player. I take Morikawa or Hovland pretty easily over him, to be honest. All right. Now we get, this is like, of course, there's always one swing range. And before I do, uh, we've got some free premium content today. NBA DFS ownership ranks, NHL DFS player projections, uh, if you're stacking up a line, we've got college basketball DFS projections, 50% off your first week, $4.48. You should do that. The tournament is coming up. Matt Gajeski, myself, many others, we are going to be doing some things. I'm very excited about it. Got some sleeper teams. Nobody cares about that right now. Do they care? 8,900 Tommy Fleetwood, Sunjay, Cam Smith, Max Homa, uh, Fitzy Decky, a lot of guys here particularly Fleetwood we haven't seen. Um, how do you approach that? Because we're going to start to get to the range where there's some good players, Justin Rose. We just haven't seen him here. Yeah, I haven't seen him on the PGA Tour. Uh, a lot of these guys, though, did play the Mideast swing with three decent events over there. I know it doesn't quite translate because we don't have the strokes gain stats and stuff like that. I really dislike this upper AK range. Um I, I would be preferential to Fleetwood at 8,900, was decent in the Mideast, 26th, 17th, 7th. Um, you know, we've seen him perform in big events. Not not recently, and not as as much recently, a couple of years ago, really looked like he was knocking on the door to winning majors and WGCs, but uh, I still think he's got it in him. I'm just really, I, I don't know. Sungjae, 
just not off to the best start this year. It was great at Tournament of Champions. Um, decent finishes on paper, 17, 32nd, 12th. Uh, but the ball striking numbers behind those were just okay, nothing great. We all know my feelings about Cam Smith, but he'll just keep putting me in a coffin. I don't know. This just isn't really a range that I like. I guess I would default to Fleetwood, but I don't think I'll be playing any of these guys. Not a great range. Fleetwood, I, I think, is always a wild card. He's got talent. I, I always try to target him in Florida, and I feel like I sometimes wonder why I do that because I don't know. Um, he's had some good showings here, and it, it has worked, but he never – He's another guy like he's not Finau-esque, but at the same time, he's searching. He should have some wins on tour. I, Sanjay, I think, is fine. Cam Smith's a no. Max Home is a definite no. What about Fitzy? Played well again. It's not going to be what you like, but he just does it differently. Yeah, I mean, he's another one of those guys that I tend to only like fall in love with a certain type of player and he just doesn't do things the way you know that i that i target more of like the cam smith the like short game specialist and i just never tend to go that route but i mean yeah for 8500 he played well last week at a course that i thought was awful for him um i don't even i didn't even look at the kind of the numbers behind that um yeah big big time Big time player though. This is I has to be a better course fit than Riviera. I mean, I, I couldn't even think of a worse course for him. Um, so yeah, he I'm just not a big Fitzy guy, but I mean he's a big time player. He shows up in in these events. He's just never a guy that I usually go to. Good Bermuda guy. And I, I think this is where you want to try to project out what concession is. If you think it's like Valspar-esque, I could see it with a guy like Fitzy. If you think maybe it's like a, a Florida course that's more bomber heavy, I probably would look maybe to guys like Scotty Scheffler, Neiman, who's in the lower. Will Z is flat eight. Decky is there. He's playing horrible. How do you round out this range? Adam Scott as well. Yeah, I think I, I prefer these guys in the lower eights, just kind of straight up to the guys in the upper K range, to be honest. Uh, starting with Scheffler at 8,300, kind of a poor start to the season. Wasn't great at tournament of champions, miscut at farmers, miscut at Amex. Um, but he's bounced back seventh at waste management. He's plus 5.6 with the ball striking. He was 20th last week. He was plus 2.4. You know, he's just one of these guys that you can put him right in there with Hovland, Morikawa, um, just getting a, a slight kind of uh, price decrease. You're getting a value 700 off of Morikawa, 1100 off of Hovland. I mean, I think they're all just comparable players. He kind of seems to be rounding uh, back into the form that we saw at the end of last year. So I like him. Um, Neiman wasn't great, um, but I still don't mind him in 81. Zalatoris struck it well, flat eight, game three with the ball striking 15th last week. Um, but I think Scheffler is my favorite play in the lower 8K range. Neiman was interesting. He was playing really well, and then he shot like I don't know. It was, he shot, he lost it on the weekend. Something happened. Um, still good with the off the tee though. He's really consistent. Like he's going to gain tee to green for you. And if the putter clicks and occasionally it does watch out, he's always got firepower. I do want to, we haven't really talked about this as, as good of time now than ever. This is a non-cut. And of course you want your guys to play well, but these younger guys, Neiman, Will Z, uh, Morikawa, Hovland, to me, they just naturally score better. Uh, they make a ton of birdies. They're getting par fives. So I, I tend to go to them over guys that maybe even beat them in aggregate score, but they will lose to them in DraftKings points. 
Yeah. And it goes back to the point you made at the top about the, you know, kind of consistent, slow, steady guys, cut makers. Um, yeah, we're, everyone's getting four rounds. You, you're going to want to gravitate towards the guys that can score, especially we're on a par 72. Um, so you'd be ample birdie and Eagle opportunities on those par fives, but yeah, you're going to just need to be more aggressive with your lineup building and play more aggressive players. than maybe you normally might in a no cut event. Yeah. The other thing we haven't talked about certainly is it's Florida. If it's windy and it's different conditions, that's going to change things. Tomorrow night, me and Jason Rosen, we'll dive into weather. We'll dive, up, dive into tee times, lineup construction, all that stuff. Uh, but we'll have to see how ownership shakes out. Are you going to – are you going to play Decky? I want to – on the record. No, okay. No, yeah, he he scares me. I mean, miscut yeah. last week, 42nd at waste management. Ball striking was just okay. He was bad at farmers. Um, you know, you'd have to go back to Sony. It's just – I not a fan and and plus he just seems to like when he gets in contention or when he is playing well just seems to underachieve anyway I, you know even even the weeks where he plays well he ends up like t17 or something yeah i mean you've got him spieth ricky like i would love to know who's gonna win first out of the decky hasn't Decky's- won in four years almost yeah exactly it's like he's not boomer bust it's like it's just bust. Matt or bust. Like, you know, <laughs> it's bad. Um, all right. We got, yeah, that's really it. I, I mean, this is the range. Certainly you're not, I think it's pretty clear. You're not starting here, but this could be a very balanced second man in. You could take three or four of these guys. If you start in the nines, there's a lot to like. I prefer the low eights above the high eights. Um, other than that though, not a ton to say. Let's dive into the sevens. Uh, I'm just looking quickly at, yeah, for FanDuel, it's much of the same. Nothing really stands out in terms of the pricing. It's it's pretty comparable. I think Will Z is a better value over there. Uh, Morikawa is certainly a better value over there. But we'll, we'll dive into that a little if we can. We got Usti. Man, look at this range. Usti, Day, Rose, Wolf, and Sergio. That is what I'm talking about. That is a whole lot of pain. Um <laughs> These are some like serious old school landmines right here, like back from then, scars from like 2015 or so. It's it's yeah, four <laughs> old school landmines, and then Wolf, who is the new age landmine, because <laughs> out of control. Uh, how do you want to take this? I mean, these guys clearly they don't they're not at the height of their powers, but there's no doubt in my mind that guys like Usti, guys like Day, even Rose, they can compete easily on the Florida swing uh, against these type of fields. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with any of these guys, but I think you could play almost all of them. You, I'll, I'll just try to go like rapid fire, make a quick case. You know, Usti, anytime it's a strong field, the price is really good at 7,900. He's just playing okay, but I mean, he has the upside in, a, in an event like this, and you're not really paying for him. Day, kind of same thing, not playing great, but in a no-cut event, and I believe one of the players and Bay Hill, I'm just totally winging okay. that. Yeah. Won the players, won Bay Hill. Yeah. Both in 2016, though. Okay, so maybe he was just really playing good. Rose coming off a second at the European Tour, on the European Tour, I should say. So I think Wolf is interesting, maybe the most interesting out of all these guys. Not really playing well. He was 64th last week. The ball striking was bad. He was 36th at waste management, right around neutral ball striking, withdrew at the Farmers after playing horribly. But no cut event. 
Price is really good at 7,600. I mean, and this is like boomer bust. And I think this is kind of the type of player you want to take some shots with in a no cut event. Um, I, I think the price is really good and the upside is just massive. So I like him. And I, and I really like Sergio at 7,500. Yeah. Uh, he missed the cut last week, but the ball striking was good. I feel like we could say this about Sergio every single time he misses the cut, but he gained 2.7 uh, with the ball striking. And that's coming on the heels of a 12th and a 6th on the European Tour. Um, so he's playing well. He's striking it well. Don't really mind the missed cut last week. I think the price is really good at 7,500. I like Usti, uh, particularly if I think the course is going to be difficult. He's built for these type of conditions. Great ball striker. He's had success in Florida. Similar to Sergio. Sergio's had a lot of success in Florida. He's got a ton of reps there. I believe, you know, he's he's a guy with, I don't worry about any of that. Day and Rose to me are a little trickier. I mean, their long-term pedigree, of course, is going to keep them in the discussion in the mid-sevens. Ownership will tell the tale. If they're even remotely popular, I come in under. If they're 5% or something, I, I probably will get shares. Wolf, the, the, the thing for me is... I think the jury is still out on these guys. Is he seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars worse than Hovland? Is he fourteen hundred dollars worse than Morikawa? Is he nine hundred dollars worse than nobody? That doesn't even add up. But you get the point. Um, Seven hundred dollars worse than Scheffler. Like to me, the answer to that is no. He's not as consistent as those guys. But when Wolf is on, he's every bit a player that those guys are. So that alone is going to keep him. In discussion, I do think the downside for Wolf, though, is legitimately like almost dead for last. He, he has no floor whatsoever. Yeah, 100 percent, you know, but if you're firing off the uh, lottery, massive GPP uh, lineups, you know, you need to you need to embrace a little bit of that. Yeah, definitely risk involved with him. But um, like you just said, and, and we talk about this a lot, those four players, Hovland, Morikawa, Scheffler, Wolf, they're going to be linked, at least in my mind, maybe forever. And I'm going to constantly kind of compare and contrast their prices. And I mean, and you could honestly put these guys in a bag, shake it up, you know, six weeks from now. And, you know, it could be completely different pricing. Wolf could be 9,800 and Hovland could be, you know, 7,800. I mean, I think these guys are going to kind of bump up and down and yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to play Wolf. The finishes and the stats haven't been good, but I, I still like him in this format. So one of the more interesting guys uh, is the next guy, and it's Harris English, who I think we were both in agreement. I mean, he's just been unbelievable, but he was also, I thought, in way over his head. Now the price has collapsed. He's 7500 but at the same time, I do want to point out he's in a WGC. Like Harris English doesn't normally play these for obvious reasons. What do you make of this? Uh, interesting, just an interesting situation overall. It really is. So, I and I mean, I'm never, it's just like, it's never going to feel right, like a good time to play Harris English. But we're back on Bermuda, um, which I think is a positive for him. And like, like we said, we can't overreact to one cut. Maybe we can't overreact to two missed cuts in a row, especially one at Farmers. And I know he's played well at Farmers, but that's not the prototypical course, a long, tough, uh, like, POA track. So really, I mean, what are we talking about? Four bad rounds. It, it, he does seem that the price uh, drop to 7500 does seem a little exaggerated. But the problem for me is I'm just not a Harris English guy. So... <laughs> It, it, the price seems good, and, and, but uh, I, I still don't think I'll get there. Ironically, I know this kind of seems counterintuitive. 
if they would have held his price at like 9K, I probably would have played him because he would be 1% owned coming off the double miss cuts. With the price drop, I think people are going to go there and that makes it harder for me to actually play him because I, I don't think that Harris English is any good. His ceiling, like most of these guys, is good. But if he is like the chalk chalk guy in the mid sevens, I will play Sergio, Wolf, and the guys we're about to get to. Leishman is right there. Another good combination of irons and putting. He's had success at Bay Hill. Um, what do you do with Leishman though? I mean, to me, these are the guys where I will pivot gladly if ownership concentrates to Harris English. I don't mind Leishman, but I still think what we saw last week at Riviera was more of the same from kind of what we've seen. I mean, he's definitely turned around. He's definitely playing a lot better than he was last year, but still nothing. It's not wowing me. You know, he's 32nd, right around even with the ball striking. You know, that's coming off an 18th regain 2.2 at Farmers. And and he's just in here with some, you know, the old school landmines, but these are still pretty good names, Rose, Day, Sergio, etc. Not like last week, though, where he was, you know, kind of, I think he was in there with like Hovland, like some big time players. I don't know. I, I, I still prefer Sergio. I would still take a chance uh, with Wolf. I mean, Leishman's fine. One Bay Hill, I guess that's a plus. Um, he's just not wowing me with anything. He's turning it around, but I don't, you know, just nothing's jumping off the page for me with Leishman. That's fair. All right. I really, like I said, ownership is important because if Harris English is very popular, I will take some, but I will be cognizant to know where I stand and probably come in underweight. If he's not popular, I get it. Uh, there's a lot of lot of names there. This is a tough one. 7,400, Bobby Mack, someone we do not see really outside of majors. Young gun from Scotland, played the Mideast swing 16th, 3rd, and 29th. Do you go there or do you know go with more known commodities that you can see their ball striking statistics? People love Bobby Mack. Um, and people are going to play him. I mean, he's not going to be chalky. I think he'll be higher owned than he should, but I'm always going to default to guys that I know their stats, I know their game, and I can look back and, and, and figure out like what's going on with them. Even if it's Wolf, even if it's bad, at least I feel like I have more of an idea of what kind of like the risk that I'm taking. Um, you know, I just don't, yeah, I don't know that much about him and I, I will play the known com- known quantities, commodities, but people kind of love him. And I just feel like he's gonna, always a couple percent higher owned than he should be for whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's an allure to take guys like that. Um, probably not for me in all honesty. I, I just don't really know how good he is. And I tend to go with, you got golfers here. You've got Bubba Palmer, Lowry, Kokrak. Bez is back. Billy Ho and Kisner. Um, a, a nice mixed bag. You've got PGA Tour kind of like regulars, pretty good players, not elite. Then you've got Bez and Hoot, Lowry, those types. I mean, you go to the Bombers and Bubba and Kokrak. I think you really need to separate by bucket in this type of range. Yeah, I mean, Bubba scares me. Just <laughs> hasn't been playing well. A new no. course that we don't know anything about is always... Uh a process with him. So I, I would avoid Bubba. Don't love this range. Palmer's interesting at 7,200. Uh, ball striking really good at waste management, even though he is 42nd, gained 4.4. Uh, he was really good at farmers. And honestly, he was playing well at the end of last year. Really, the only blip was Sony, where he was 41st. So I don't mind him at 7,200. I think Horschel and Kisner are really interesting now that we're switching to Florida. 
and we're switching to Bermuda, in particular Kisner, who we haven't seen since the Sony. Um, but, I mean, he's a big-time Bermuda guy. He excels at shorter tracks. We're not sure how this is going to play, but if it does play similar to a Honda or a Sawgrass, um, you know, it is just like we don't know what's going on with him. He hasn't played in four or five weeks, but I think he's the type of guy that if it plays a certain way, being on Bermuda, it could be right up his alley. Now, we don't know what that is, but I wouldn't mind taking a dart throw with him at 7K. It's just kind of an unknown, you know? No doubt about it. Yeah, I think for me... This is where I, I, I it would be easier if I just had a, oh, it's this guy. He's the best player in this range. I'm going to play the if game. Like, again, if I if I want to go aggressive, Bubba, Kokrak, Champ, Bryson, those types. If I think it's more technical, Kisner, Fitzy, those types. Uh, if I want to lose money, I'll just click in Ryan Palmer. Like, he will just be in the water the whole time. You can correlate him. I wish Ricky was here. I uh, just get an all water ball lineup. But y- you can find those guys. Bezenhut for me is difficult. Again, I don't know how good he really is. He seems to like Bermuda, but he bleeds so much off the tee. You better be sure that he can survive there. Maybe you put him with like web types uh, and hope for the best. I don't know exactly what this course is going to demand off the tee. I don't think it's going to be extensive though at first glance. Most of them aren't in Florida. No, I mean, if you think about all the Florida courses, none of them are are really bombs away or super demanding off the tee. but again, I hate to I, I hate to just try and guess with stuff like that. Yeah, it's but you know what the thing is though on the other side of it, and this is the new you. Like you've been all about this this year. If we knew, then we would everyone would know. If you guess right, you're at such an advantage over the field this week of, of determining how the course is playing before everybody else. So I do think it's worth taking some lineups and saying I know this course is Valspar. I know this course is API and building right off of it like that. That that's very true because I kind of when we when we run through the names here in my head, it's kind of like a one lineup. To, it, it just the way my thought process is. Um, but definitely, if you're making multiple lineups, especially you know ten twenty plus, yeah, then you can get into the let's make some you know TPC Sawgrass type lineups and exactly. let's make some bombs away type lineups, and you can definitely correlate. And, and I know you're a big proponent of that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it makes sense if you're making multiple lineups, if you're MMEing to, to take some shots on guessing the course type, I think just from a breaking it down, um, maybe from like a one lineup standpoint, I, I hate to guess in that regard. Yeah, no, there you're kind of going best overall and, and almost hedging your bets to cover as many outs as possible. All right. We're going to get to the cheapies here. Uh, again, I do want to say real quick, we got our new sponsor monkey knife fight. We've got a lot going on. Oh, uh, here at Awesome it's not just golf. We've got NBA. That show is now three hours. Everything, little, little betting in there. I've, I've been on it on Thursday and Friday. Kayla's doing a great job. We've got NHL. We've got college basketball, NASCAR, MMA. It really never ends. So if you guys haven't signed up, get on in. Even if it's just for a week, come and try it out. Uh, we've got so much behind the paywall. Alex and crew do a great job. Uh, Craig, what's up? Glad you stopped in. We're going to do some things. Certainly one and done is going to be interesting. Tony got it done over a million dollars for one and done backers last week. All right, let's get to the 6K range, Tim. Then we'll bounce on out of here. NHL show coming up next. This is where we didn't really talk about this at the top. WGCs, you get like the 50 best players in the world. And then you get 15 people that I've never heard of, basically. You know, guys from other tours that really don't play here too often. 
The guy that won the True Thailand Classic. Yeah, right. In, that's right in your, Daniel Van Tonder, not Daniel Tiger. Daniel Van Tonder. Um, all right, let's get to the top of this range before I start going to the creative players. We got Lee Westwood, Victor Perez, Woodland, Answer, Nah, Weisberger. That's interesting. What do you do here? I mean, this is where at what we talk. This is where stuff matters a lot more than these best players. Where it's like if they play well, they play well. Yeah. Uh, Woodland is one of my favorite plays on the whole board this week at 6,800. He was awful with the putter last week. He missed the cut, lost almost eight strokes putting, but the ball striking was really good, plus 4.2. And he's been hit or miss to start the year, but that's a lot better than he was at the end of last year where he was injured and honestly terrible. I mean, he's definitely showing signs. He was 16th at American Express, gained four strokes with the ball striking. That's only three measured rounds. I mean, he wasn't great at Farmers, missed the cut at Waste Management, missed the cut again at Riviera, but he struck it well, all putter. Um, He's showing signs, and I think it's 6,800. I mean, that's really a a really good golfer, major winner. Uh, If he was playing well under different circumstances, I mean, you'd see him up in the, I don't know, mid-to-eight range, 8,500, somewhere around there maybe even higher. Um, I think the price is good. I don't think people are going to go there because he's coming off two missed cuts and a T48. But I think the quality of player showing signs, and, and there's a reason he's priced down there. I mean, he was injured. It wasn't like he was just playing golf because he was or playing poor golf because he was lost. I mean, there was an injury behind it. He's recovering from that. And I'm seeing some kind of signs of life out of him. I, I like Woodland a lot this week. Yeah. And he hasn't been putting uh, that can flip him and answer. Listen, you're going to get pretty good bang for your buck in terms of ball strikers doesn't check out across the board but if it did they wouldn't be sub 7k so you kind of have to live with that i'm gonna throw my support behind weisberger guy plays in a bunch of wgcs he plays in a bunch of majors he's seen these not maybe this course but he's played in plenty of florida events uh he was fine during the mid-east swing sixth in dubai i I just kind of like his game it translates he can get wedges in his hands he can make some putts not good at bermuda he does struggle there but he can't live with everything. I think if it plays harder, he's one of those guys that I will look to. We've got Lanto also sub seven, um, just doing his thing. 26 at Genesis, seventh at Farmers. Do you continue with him going to Bermuda? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Lanto kind of goes into the Harris English uh, bucket of players I'm not a huge fan of. But yeah, I mean, he was decent at Riviera, 26. Gained 1.2. He was really good at Farmers, which wouldn't be a course you would think he'd play well. Seventh there, gained 6.2 with the ball striking. Things, uh, everything lines up pretty well. The price is good. Not a huge Lanto guy, but I think down here he's one of the better plays. Yeah, listen, he does something. You hear me say it every week. He can do one thing immaculate. It happens to be putting, which is not the thing I'd want. But you know what? He's a very good putter. He's shown a time and he's gained in five straight events. His off the tee game is weak, but you can survive that. God, other than that, though, I mean, here we go already. You've got RCB, you've got Munoz, you've got Champ, and then you've got like Todd and, and Mackenzie Hughes. I, I want to get them out of the way, and then we'll get out of here, mention some of the cheapies. Is there anyone who's a PGA Tour regular out of those guys that you would go to? Oh, boy. I mean, I would play Champ personally at 6,500 just because of the format. Uh, you're getting four rounds, mega bomber, good scorer. He has not been playing well, but he's going to gain strokes off the tee. That's almost uh, w- without question. 
Um, so I, I think for 6,500 in a no cut event, I'll, I'll just take that and, and hope he turns something around hopes, hope we kind of catch lightning in a bottle or he just massively outscores his placement, uh, his finishing position. But I, I don't love him, but I think it would be champ for me at 6,500. Again, he's the type, maybe the course is one of those where if you mash it, these par fives are very gettable. Like, you know how valuable Eagles are? Champ certainly does something, one skill set immaculate. If it's grinded out, he's going to be in horrible shape here. Uh, but I, I don't mind taking that. EVR is 6,200. Um, I don't, I'm not even drawn to him in particular, but if you're going to tell me I could play EVR or Daniel Van Totter, Jason Schriever, Sammy Velikami, Lucas Herbert, Brad Kennedy, like he's in a different class to me than those players. Yeah, I agree. Not playing well, but we've seen him play well at bigger events. Um, so 6,200, I think the price is good. Again, you're getting all four rounds. That's not a reason to just fire blindly at, at anybody, but it does mitigate some of the risk. I, I will give you one, though, at the, at the dead men that I think is playable if, if you actually ab- absolutely need to get down to 6K, uh, and that's David Lipsky at the, at the flat men. Um, I, I don't know. I think he's just a couple hundred dollars underpriced. He actually played on the Corn Ferry Tour in Florida last week, and he was 23rd. He was fifth in Abu Dhabi uh, on the Mideast swing on the European Tour. I mean, he's, a, he's won European Tour events. Uh, he had a win and a runner-up on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. He's got two European Tour wins. He's got a tenth in a WGC. He's, you know, for, for the for the Stone Men having a twenty-third, a thirty-fifth, and a fifth, you know, in his last four starts, not bad. I, I don't love him. I wouldn't go out of my way to play him. But if I absolutely needed a guy at six K, I definitely think he's playable. Yeah, he's actually an American who who went over there, went the Peter Uline route. Um, it's more what we've talked about a lot. And it's a perfect way to get out of here. If I build a lineup and I love it, I've got DJ and Rory and another nine K guy. And I say, the only way I can do this is if I have to play someone at the min, I would do that. If I'm clicking him in for no reason, uh, <laughs> like I don't particularly, yeah. he's likely don't start with him and work backwards. That's well, very good advice. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a particularly high chance that he plays well, I do think there's a chance that he plays good enough to set the stage for a combination that only he allows you to have. Um, Friend of the show, Zach Jameson, maybe we will do a live cut sweat show for a major. We'll see what we can do. I've always wanted to do one of those. Um, Other than that though, again, listen, it's a WGC. There's a lot of ways you can go lineup construction, ownership, things like that are going to tell the tale tomorrow night. Me and Jason Roslin, going to break it all down for you if you guys have any questions certainly get in slack hit up tim uh not just for golf advice a top shot connoisseur on twitter this guy knows what he's doing you can follow me as well i don't know why but i would appreciate it and more importantly hit that like button on the way out uh thanks again to our sponsor monkey knife fight chat this was fun good luck everyone obviously different note hopefully We'll think the best for Tiger. We'll see where that goes for tomorrow. But other than that, we're going to bounce on out of here. Good luck, everyone. Talk to you next Tuesday.